All right, welcome, and thank you all for joining us for this episode of the Matthews Podcast, a podcast highlighting commercial real estate news, topics, and trends from top professionals in the industry. I'm your host, Matt Wallace. I've been in commercial real estate for over 10 years now, uh, working across all different product types from the public sector, private sector, and now in brokerage. Uh, now I serve as a market leader at Matthews, uh, sharing my skills and supporting the workplace expansion, development, and management to help grow Matthews brand into new markets. Today, we are joined by Clay Smith and Beryl Grant, retail investment specialists at Matthews. Clay's been involved in over 120 retail transactions, and Beryl is our hyper-specialist in the car wash space. They are uh, with us here today to share their business insight on how investors can diversify their portfolio with car wash assets, a low maintenance but high yield asset class. In this episode, we dive into the niche product type by exploring why, is it, why it has gained investor interest, discussing the increased consolidation and rapid development in the space, and new strategies for investors. Please welcome to the podcast, Clay Smith and Beryl Grant. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. We're, uh, we're excited to to be on the Matthews podcast um, and discuss some car washes. I know Beryl's excited as well. Yeah, Great. thanks Matt. Great, we're really happy you guys are here with us today. So let, let's start off first of all, tell us a little bit about the, the history of this new kind of niche asset class and, and how you guys got into it. Yeah, so um, I'll take this one. So about two and a half years ago, obviously, you know, there's always a, a hot new product opportunity out in the market that might be underserved. So was really just trying to figure out what that might be. So looked at a lot of other options out there. You know, I saw a couple car wash deals close, might have been on LinkedIn or CoStar. And I saw the purchase price and said, that car wash just sold. I think it was like a $6 million car wash and it sold for, you know, on a price per square foot basis, like $1,500 a square foot. And I was just kind of trying to figure out, wrap my head around how something could sell for that much money in this certain market it was. And so, you know, did some research, saw that these deals on CoStar, a lot of them were trading and a lot of them didn't have uh, any broker associated with the trade. So I actually had a buddy from high school. His dad was in the car wash industry. So he had, he owned, you know, four or five express wash car washes. Um, he was in the daycare space as well, but uh, essentially called him and picked his brain just about the industry, how these businesses were run and how they made money. And it, you know, really intrigued me. It seemed like a great business, great opportunity. And then at the very end of the conversation, he told me, I'm actually under contract. I'm selling my car washes with CBRE. And he threw out this number that was jaw dropping. That just immediately, right? You talk to one car wash operator and they're selling their washes for a really high number. So I was like, you know what, this isn't a coincidence. There's obviously um, an opportunity here. So, you know, I did some research, called some owners, just got a feel for the market um, and saw there was an opportunity. People were receptive, you know, people were curious about what was going on in the market. So that's awesome. So a, a little bit of FOMO, uh, a nice connection into the industry and then a lot of research that and, uh, and now you guys are on, on top of the car wash game. That's, that's yeah, and then that's where I brought on Beryl, an eager guy who's, who was ready to start his career and saw a huge opportunity for an agent to, to be hyper-specialized in this. So brought on Beryl and then Beryl kind of 
ran with it. That's that's fantastic. So, all right, so let's dive into kind of unpacking why this has um, become so popular. So I guess that's the question. Why has it dramatically increased in popularity among investors? Yeah, so there's really been a lot of demand fueled by private equity. So in the past few years, the express exterior car wash model has really taken off. It's your you know, traditional 120 foot tunnel with you know 20 vacuums. Uh, once you exit the wash, that you can, you know, the customer vacuums the interior of the wash. So a lot of demand coming out of private equity for a number of reasons. One, you have very low operating costs, right? You're paying for chemicals and soap and a couple employees. That's really all you need to run the wash. So they produce very high profit margins. And also there's been, you know, the addition of the monthly subscription model. So they are, for example, selling unlimited washes for a month to customers for anywhere from 30 to $45. And this allows PE firms to project the income. So it's a lot more stable and mitigates a lot of the risks involved with car washing, such as, you know, weather risk. So given the demand from private equity and the really high price points they've been willing to pay on these washes, we've seen just a wave of investors, even your traditional net lease developers who are showing interest uh, getting into the car wash space now because they see the opportunity to you know, capitalize in on this, this just wave of private equity demand. That, that's pretty incredible. I never thought about it like that with a subscription service. It, you know, it seems like private equity certainly looking to what works in the technology space and the SaaS model and kind of applying it to real estate. I, that might be the first first time I've seen that type of model applied to a real estate asset. That's that's pretty that's pretty interesting. So what what is the makeup of the market look like now? Is it it seems to be very fragmented. I don't know of any massive car wash players out there that are dominating the industry. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's starting to consolidate. Um, historically, it's a very fragmented market. The reason it's fragmented is there's rock, not really customer loyalty. The membership, so the membership creates that. So if you have a membership, obviously you pay you know $30 a month and you get unlimited washes. So you have customer loyalty built through these memberships, but there's not brand loyalty, right? You're not gonna look at one car wash as superior to the other, you know, most, customers, you know, they see car washes, whether it's, you know, a local brand or a big commercial brand um, as essentially providing the same uh, product. Um, so one of the reasons it's fragmented is because of there's not that much customer loyalty. It's not like a Wendy's or a Burger King. You know what you're going to get at Wendy's and Burger King. If you go to some you know, fast food burger place you've never heard of, you're taking a big risk, right? You might ruin your meal. But at a, at a wash, it's like, okay, I'm just putting my wash, you know, my car through a, a tunnel and cleaning my car. There's not, you know, that much at stake, right? Not that a meal is that much at stake, but just that's one of the reasons you're seeing, you know, a lot of these smaller brands do so well. Yeah. So yeah, water is water and the, the soap is the soap, right? Doesn't, doesn't really matter. Exactly. So, <laughs> So what what does it take for a car wash to differentiate itself? Have there been have there been any that are are making some headway and carving out a brand for themselves? 
Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of groups, what they're doing is they are buying up other washes, but then continuing to run those brands as is, right? So they'll buy an existing operator who has 10 locations, and oftentimes they'll want to keep the brand. Um, so they'll operate, you know, 20 different brands underneath one holdings. Um, so um, oftentimes they keep the brand, but yeah, just building nicer washes, having more vacuum space, um, pricing is a way to differentiate yourself. Um, the packages you offer, right? The wash packages, you can offer certain, you know, chemicals or tire shines. So um, just having a fun, attractive brand. A lot of people, kids really like car washes. So people will, you know, try to make it a, you know, a kid-friendly friendly brand. Interesting. Now, you, you touched on a point there that I, I want to kind of unpack a bit as well. So you said so a lot of these private equity groups will go in and they'll just buy the business and they'll they'll keep the brand the same. Um, are, are we typically seeing, you know, the real estate and the business go hand in hand or are we just selling the dirt? How is it? How are the actual real estate transactions being structured? Yeah, so typically uh, these groups their preference is to buy the business in real estate. Uh, the main reason why, and one of the main factors they've been able to get so aggressive on their acquisitions is by utilizing a sale leaseback. So, you know, obviously you have a, a 200 unit car wash operator. Once they purchase the business in real estate, they can now leverage their guarantee uh, and execute a sale leaseback and recoup a significant amount of their initial investment. Uh, so that's been a big factor to the aggressive purchase prices they've been able to pay. Uh, so their preference is definitely to acquire the business in real estate. However, uh, you know, we've structured deals where and seen deals where it's business only. And obviously, on the flip side, we have, you know, some smaller operators who are eager to expand, uh, facilitating sale leasebacks to free up some capital by selling off their real estate to private investor uh, and then utilizing that capital to continue their growth and you know pick up another one to two sites nice yeah the sale lease back is is always a great play when we're when we're dealing with different multiples from businesses to real estate so that that's certainly uh it, we we've seen it you know uh across industrial it's a very popular play in manufacturing it seems to be leaking into other aspects of real estate as well um mm -hmm. you know at just as a as a different financing option uh but kind of diving into the financing as well like what what are the tax plays here that are that are unique to this type of investment yeah, so uh, car washes have a uh, a huge benefit. I mean, there you qualify for 100% uh, bonus depreciation. That tax law is going to trickle down over the coming years. So that's you know I think next year will be 80%. The following year, 60%. Um, but you have the, the ability to depreciate all the equipment and building um, year one. So a huge tax benefit, right? Um, you know, a lot of these groups, they buy and sell. And if you sell some car washes and you have a huge capital gain, um, a great way to offset that is by 
buying more car washes. So um, yeah, the tax benefit is extremely attractive. And we're also seeing it from the, you know, the sale leaseback standpoint, operators aren't only benefiting from the tax, um, the depreciation benefit, but from a sale leaseback perspective, private owners who need to offset some gains will um, be in search of car washes. So it's interesting at the very end of the year, we always get a lot of requests for car washes because people are starting to do kind of their tax prep and see that they've got a lot of gains for you know 2022 and they'll be like okay i need to buy something to offset it so um we get a lot of calls from owners saying hey do you have any car washes available um gas stations fall on that as well but uh yeah end of the year you get a lot of those kind of panicked calls hey i need something to help me with my taxes so so we've touched on tax benefits you know high margin business that's relatively easy to run it's a fragmented industry providing lots of opportunity what are some of the downsides what's some of the pushback that we're seeing in the industry yeah the main one is going to be and the main risk is just competition right especially for the operators and on the net lease side as well just given the rapid expansion if you're located in uh you know a city that doesn't have strong barriers to entry and you know someone could pop up a brand new express wash out in front of a walmart right up the street there is a significant downside um and just in terms of the the ebitda right i mean if if they take 30 40 percent of your sales uh, a new competitor it's going to hurt your EBITDA margin. So on the net lease side, you know, there's a risk of the tenant, you know, having an unhealthy EBITDA uh, coverage ratio. And then obviously on the operational side, I mean, you can lose a lot of the equity you have in the wash if your sales dip 30 to 40% because the prices and the value of these washes is determined by the income they're generating. So the big risk we're seeing right now is competition. You got washes popping up everywhere and um, it does pose a, a big risk for operators and uh, net lease investors as well. Yeah, it has, I'll, has I'll it been, go ahead. I'm sorry, Matt. Clay, has, has it been uh, easy for developers to, to throw these things up? It, it depends on on where, right? In, in some states like Texas is very pro-development. Um, so you're seeing a lot of people build on top of each other and in Texas markets just because there's a lot of land open for development um, and they're pro-construction. If you get up into the Northeast, right, it gets really hard to um, get the permits and entitlement to build washes. A lot of cities are cracking down on them just because there are so many people applying for permits for car washes. Um, and for whatever reason, there's a bad stigma about car washes. People want local restaurants. Um, so you're seeing people crack down on it just because of the rapid expansion. Um, but to touch on Barrel's point, yeah, I mean, for the washes that we have listed, the deals where we have had the most trouble selling them are because there's a brand new express wash that just put a sign or just bought some land within a you know mile, two mile radius. So that's the biggest threat, you know, competition and just you know, it's a low barrier to entry market. If you have the capital and you can get the permits and entitlement because there's not brand loyalty, you know, you don't have that much protecting you from somebody out positioning you or building a wash across the street. 
So at the end of the day, you know, lo location, location, location still mm -hmm. still applies here to these car exactly. washes. So, I mean, how how does the the actual dirt um, factor into the, the decision to either build a new one or invest? And, and how how much does being on that right corner impact the success of the wash? Yeah, so car washes are considered uh, an impulse purchase. You know, it's one of those things you're at the grocery store, you're at Publix, or you're picking up takeout from the local Mexican restaurant, and you're like, oh, there's a car wash there. I'll go run through it real quick. Because it only takes three minutes, right? Um, so car washes are impulsive purchases um, for tenants that rely on uh, impulsive decision-making and impulsive customers. Uh, it's usually because of location, right? If it's right there convenient, you're more likely to go through the car wash than, you know, you're not gonna leave your house, go drive 10 minutes to go to the car wash, more so gonna be something you do while you're out. Um, so yeah, location's important. If you can be around a Walmart, a Publix, um, whatever local grocer, I mean, those are the uh, best spots to be on, main to main with, um, you know, a, a local grocer or a uh, big box around you. Interesting. Okay. So impulse purchases, you know, but low cost, obviously, how do you foresee the demand uh, just heading into a inflationary and potentially recessionary environment? Is that going to have a, an outsized impact on a car wash or is it going to, you know, everyone needs to have their car clean regardless of the, the macro environment? Yeah, I definitely think it will have an impact. You know, last year and really even throughout COVID, we actually saw a lot of express washes see record years in sales. So uh, a little bit of uh, recession proof, um, you know, throughout COVID. However, you know, as, as purchasing power comes down and, you know, people have to cut out some some certain luxuries, obviously gas prices are are playing a, a role as well. But, um, you know, when people cut down their discretionary spending, you have to think uh, some people are going to be cutting car washes uh, out of their routine. But at the same time, the, the monthly membership mitigates that risk in, in, in a certain way, because if you can get unlimited washes for $30 a month, you know, there are going to be a lot of people who uh, are still going to be willing to pay that just uh, um, even given a recession. So do expect it to, to play an impact, uh, more so when it comes to the full service um, industry, especially because you're seeing very, you know, costs $60, $70 to get your your uh, car wash cleaned and, and detailed. Um, so definitely see a, a big impact in the full serve, which was greatly impacted throughout COVID. But uh, the express model, we're, we're confident it'll still perform well, but um, definitely uh, going to be negatively impacted slightly. Yeah, I mean, I guess there, there's no, there is no true safe space. Everyone's going to be impacted by the, uh, uh, an inflationary environment at some, at mm -hmm. some level. Uh, but, but long term, and let, let's talk about the future of car washes. I mean, what do you think for the next six months, the next 12 months, the next two years, how, how is this industry going to change and grow? And and what as you know, some of the major players in the space. What kind of advice can you offer to people dipping their toe in for the first time? 
Yeah, so uh, I'd say for the next six months, I mean, right now, everything's so volatile, right? The the 10-year treasury um, has moved in the last four weeks, I think, you know, 150 basis points. People are getting quoted on deals we're selling uh, north of a 6% interest rate. So uh, at this time last year, we were getting mid 3% interest rate. So um, just like right when COVID hit, when there's uncertainty in the market, people tend to freeze up. People like to just sit and wait. You know, a lot of people don't like to make big decisions when there's uncertainty um, in the overall economy and just in the overall real estate market or car wash market. So we're starting to see groups, you know, pull back the reins. Um, it's still an active market, but um, people aren't kind of head down, just do whatever they can to expand. People are making more calculated decisions um, because of the uncertainty. So, you know, as the, the market changes and, you know, if we see interest rates level out, I think it will continue to um, be uh, an active space. But uh, as far as, you know, car wash expansion go, some of the consolidation slowed down just because the pricing got kind of out of hand there for a little bit. But as far as car wash expansion, people who are looking to grow their footprint, um, and that's from like a regional developer standpoint. So I'm talking about people growing their footprint from ground up, which is not the private equity groups mostly. Those are regional operators. Uh, I don't see that slowing down just because, you know, it's fairly underserved new space. You know, if you look at quick service restaurants, right, you go to a major retail corridor, there are 20 quick service restaurants. There might be one car wash. So there's still a lot of room for the um, express wash space to grow. Certain markets are starting to get saturated, but I mean, there's still places in Nashville where there's not an express wash within five miles. Um, so uh, we expect the expansion to continue. Excellent. So, so what is your advice as you know, guys in the in the middle of this? incredible new niche and kind of dominating the game what's your advice for anyone that's looking to invest in car washes i think it just comes down to being a little more picky as clay mentioned i mean it's all about the location if you can get uh, a location that out positions you know competition and there's and you mitigate that risk of competition which is the main risk we've seen you are going to be in a good spot to see success. Uh, and obviously with the profit margins, make a, a good amount of money. Um, so that would be my main bit of advice. And also just to stay in touch with the market. I mean, it's extremely dynamic. Uh, you know, keep in touch with, with guys like Clay and I who, um, you know, are very up to date with the market and the trends and communicating with all the big private equity groups. Um, because in a, in a market that's changing this fast, it's important to have, you know, the intel and the data to drive your decision making and make sound decisions. So uh, that would be my advice. I don't know, Clay, if you have anything else to add. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people just because, you know, you've heard so many stories of um, a lot of success stories in the car wash space. There are also, I mean, we underwrite 200 car washes a year, if not more. Um, we've seen a lot of people go upside down. We've seen a lot of people that haven't experienced that success. Um, the common trend for the people who aren't experiencing success are the people who 
are kind of hands-off owners. They're not willing to commit to actually running a business. They think that this is just, hey, I'm going to put up a car wash and I am not going to have to uh, I'm not going to have a care in the world. It's a business, right? You still have employees. You still have a machine that breaks down all the time. You got responsibility. So I think a lot of people will get in the space, think it's going to be completely passive and it's not. Um, so I think my advice to someone who's looking to get into it, be prepared to be a business op operator and not just, a. it's not the same thing as, you know, running a you know, owning a net lease property. It's, it's got responsibilities. So stick to the fundamentals, location, 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 hard work and work with an expert that, you know, can guide you in the right direction. Seems, exactly. seems like pretty simple advice to me. Yep. So, uh, well guys, that's all we have time for today. I, I really appreciate you guys hopping on with us to explain the, the nuances of this really unique asset class and helping to educate some of our listeners on it. Uh, we, we certainly appreciate your time. Uh, and thanks for coming on and for all the listeners, uh, take care and be sure to tune in next time. Thank you. Of course. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it.